episode James Redis, uh, Gabe San Maria, the Kang, um, me since 1980. Since when were you born though? 89. Ugh, trash. Anyways, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what? I fucking hate in 89. <laughs> I remember. The, I remember when I was in 80 in 89. Uh, I was I was fighting uh, with Lucy about my, stealing my ice cream. Uh, you was, would you would be yeah, 89. It was a rough year. <laughs> How old were you in 89? That was a good year. That was the year Batman came out. Batman 89. That was a good year. Yeah, that was a good year. I saw that shit in the what theater. Are you, were you like 10, Kelly? <laughs> no, 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 no. He was like eight. I was eight. He was like 15. <laughs> like I was eight. eight. And yeah, eight. no, that was right on right on time, though. Definitely was. Were you Batman that. for Halloween? Because I was. Def. Oh, definitely sure. was Batman, I think. For sure. That was yeah. like the year, bro. Ugh. Um, amazing. It's Batman. Yeah. Batman masks are easy to get. There's a lot of Batman masks at the sto- grocery store. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Before that, I was Ghostbuster. Oh, sure. Yeah. I have to say, though, it was like a little strange because the yellow emblem was kind of changed. They kind of changed the logo a little bit. Didn't they add like a couple little wings or something? It, like, it to changed. The bottom? It, yeah. It, it used to be like a disc that had the bat on it. Then it kind of just was the bat. On the chest, the same color as right, the thing. Right, right. Yeah. They all look a little different. They I all think. look think a little. With the, the the yellow emblem, I think at one point, so because I, I I drew this fucking emblem like a million times when I was a kid. Yeah. We have, we so all I, did. So I know exactly how it goes. But there's some suits where it had like some extra tips underneath the wings. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Usually it just has yeah. the you have the wings, you have the one tip, and then you got the tail tip. Yeah. And some of them had the two tips. Mm. Side. Double tip. Yeah. I'm touching tips. my tits, people, right now. Woo. That's right. Because yeah. it's the web of the tip, wing. Tip yeah. touching. Yes. A lot of tip touching. Then there became the flat one. Shout out. It's 1989. Then they had the... great fucking year, man. Except for Kelly. colored <laughs> yeah. t-shirts. I mean... Uh, Wasn't there a song so about the much. summer of 89? But the summer of 89. Is that is that the real lyric of the right year? No, 69. 69. Yeah. Yeah. Summer of 69. Shows, that's what, I, like, man, my classic rock is just hilarious. I don't yeah, know. The, all yeah, those songs are the same to me. Brian These Adams, are bro. the best days of all time. That one. Is that 79 or 69? Is no. that 89? The summer of 69. Yeah, summer of 69. The summer of 69. It's not the summer of 89. That's not good. Well, the song came out before. Six yeah, 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 that song. Yeah, yeah that one. Okay. Yeah. Brian Adams, the Canadian. The Canadian. He, he had some real good American was, jams. I thought though. it was called like I thought it was like these are the best days of our lives or something like that. No, no, that's a different song. Summer '69, but those are lyrics. In <laughs> that's the a song. different song that, altogether. That's a different song. Is that a different one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the best. No, that that's I think that's in the song. That's Meatloaf. No, this is the song, dude. <laughs> you sing definitely some lyrics other, from the song. There's the lyrics from the song. Those are lyrics from the from the Brian Adams Summer song. Summer '69. Summer '69. Nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna look at this. Look at this song. At some point in the song, he does say like something about it being the best days or something. This is the best days of. My, all right, let's, like let's I've been. Uh, we've been starting to watch uh, Sopranos as our next. Uh, yeah, you mentioned that. Stuck in the house show. Yeah. And there's so much of. I told you. Classic rock. Hold on, hold on, Reggie. Sorry. So you was, was, right. was it Gabe right? It, Gabe was right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but then you know what? That hook. We like to been, hear Kelly say it though. <laughs> that hook has yeah, been Kelly. So was 
It's been used a lot. Kelly. Well, yes, I'm not right. wrong. Okay, you're trying you're to right. make you're me right. wrong. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not, not wrong. Make you wrong. I'm trying to make you wrong. You already um, wrong. You are <laughs> You already wrong, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's cool. We like, it's cool. It's cool. What? It's just one point. Oh, what? Scoreboard. <laughs> Scoreboard. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. You, you you were right about that. Yeah. You want me? <laughs> do you need me to sing it? Nah, we're good. Yeah, I like. I would like. I would, I would like it. I mean, the oh, I got my first real stick string. Bam, bam. Bought it on the five and drive. Bam, bam. Played it, played it to my fifth Was it summer sixteen nine? I don't know how the rest of it goes. Jimmy Quinn, Judy got married. Yo, this is trash. <laughs> it's so. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. These I are the best days of my I didn't know that was in that song. Nah. Dude. So Man. many songs that sound like All right, that so song. The on Sopranos. Sopranos. <laughs> the Sopranos is covered in music. That feels like that garbage. Yeah, yeah it just makes <laughs> me feel bad. I'm just garbage. like, I hear it come in. I guess I'm like, man, all these songs must have some sort of nostalgia to them because I don't understand so, at isn't all. It, isn't it all like Boston and not Boston, Speedwagon but, and shit like that? Right. Songs that sound like those those songs. Probably, Journey, Thirty Eight Special. Probably, yeah, some Aaron Clapton in there. Clapton. I, there, we just watched an episode that had a mashup of Peter Gunn. You know, the Henry Mancini like. Ding ding ding, uh-huh. ding 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 ding. We played in a Blues Brothers. Yeah, band, we, we know. We've, that song was mashed up with Sting's "Every Step You Take." So it was ding 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 clink 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 clink. And then that after it went. I was like, yo, why did they? Why did this happen? Wild. It's a whole episode. The whole episode is those two songs mashed up. It's insane. I'll send that to the the link to that. That sounds. Wild. <laughs> and every time there was a lull in the in the show, the music would come up, and it was that still that mashup. Maybe that was the year of the mashups. I don't oh, know what year that, that was. That sounds like season, it's year of the season three of the Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> year of the mashups. All right. Um. What else do we? Have? Every step you take, every step, every breath you break. That does sound like it stinks. Yeah, <laughs> it stunk, that, dude. That stinks. Um. Wow. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Hustle Season Podcast. <laughs> we're just talking about everything here. Uh, we're on Facebook, Spotify, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, Bandcamp, oh all of those God. things. Oh, my God. I'm sorry to just interrupt, but we uh, I got to hear this right now. You do? Oh, is that what, what I was talking about? Uh, yep. Found yeah. it. Oh. Found it, found it already. Oh, okay. Go for sorry it. Sorry put it on here. Let me Fuck let it. it play through this stupid... Fucking, uh, well, I was, I just couldn't believe it because I was kind of uh, doing a tutorial, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like not super paying attention. And I was like, what is happening <laughs> over there? <laughs> it's just like Tony, it's like Tony Soprano just driving in his car, and then there's like a car accident, and the music is just ridiculous. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to hear this. Is this, is this it? Is this from Sopranos? Police versus Henry Mancini, Every Breath You Take, Peter Gunn theme from The Sopranos. Yeah, this is it. This is plain. Tony's just driving his car. Weird. Okay. We don't care about YouTube, by the way. This is a Hustle Season podcast. We don't give a shit. We don't give a fuck about that. Whatever. See? And it just keeps doing that the whole episode. Ew. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. That's crazy. I was on my computer. I like took my headphones off. Like, what the? Let's... 
I feel uncomfortable. So y'all, that happened for uh, almost not cool for a long time. <laughs> Very kept strange. coming back like we paid too, for too it. long, too long. So yes. we, we we paid for it. We putting it all through the episode. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was. Man, that I was is... and I didn't like it. Wow. Uh, shout I didn't out like to it at all. Who did that? But um, I'm sure y'all made some money off. Yeah, that. Was, yes. I'm sure that, that went so viral. Weird. Good for y'all. You sure y'all want to hear anymore? No, no, I don't think good. Um. So I feel like we got so we have quite a few mad big ups. So we got to just. I feel like we should just go ahead and just give it out the way. You know. You know. Um, who, what, who, who or what first? Number one, hold on. Boy, this this one just this one just hit the airwaves. Uh, uh, big ups, Stad, Stanley Crouch, oh, jazz critic, what? dead at seventy four. Damn, that just yeah, that just happened uh, on NPR. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, huge jazz critic, really like. Really hated Miles Davis uh, after 1970. He had a he had a feud with, with like famous jazz musicians. He's like the DJ academics of his time. He, you know what I mean? He no, he picked a fight with the musician Dude. and like got famous from because because he I guess he played drums too, right? He was a horrible. Uh, he was an avant garde drummer, which means he couldn't play time. And, Hot take. And it, no, this is true. And uh, I heard it. I've seen it. And um, and it's he's terrible. He was horrible. And he d- couldn't play that kind of shit. But yet he was a huge critic. Of, very famous. Very of, successful. Of other jazz musicians flipping the script and going from like pure jazz bebop shit to like uh, like to playing uh, music that was even. Slightly more commercial, but whatever. Yeah, he didn't even, he which, down with it. Which is really strange because, the like, commercialization the Miles, of jazz. The Miles Davis stuff, especially like post nineteen seventy. I mean, really. I mean, bitches brew is not really even commercial to me. Dude, that, anybody at the that, time, it felt that way. Never it felt played, that way, but somebody that's never played a musical instrument and listened to that album is like. It was fucking garbage. This is like, crazy. What, just what, what, this is this is this is like <laughs> these are, this is supposed to be good. Dude, <laughs> like what is this fuck shit? Is this shit? <laughs> Dude, like, this one, I, this I can't get jiggy to this. I can't. <laughs> I can't get jiggy to this, this, shit. this shit. Yo, it's like I can listen to a really long Pink Floyd song, but I don't know about this shit right here. Honestly, <laughs> it doesn't do. You know, like for anybody, it's like. And there's like really abrupt edit changes all of a sudden in the music that don't make any sense. It's definitely taking every chance you could possibly take. There's on all a, kinds on a popular records. There were time. they were like and everything's they, they literally up. took everything that Miles did right after that. He was like they were like this this motherfucker's trying to be the Beatles. <laughs> like I was like this song is. 20 black too. This song is 20 minutes long, guys. Yeah. So I feel like it felt like I what are you talking it about? It felt like Hayden's, you know what I mean? It was Hayden. It though, was Hayden. There's a there's a really amazing video of James Matumi, uh James Matumi from uh who played percussion with Miles in the 70s. Yeah. Him and Stanley Crouch like talking about some shit like in some town hall kind of thing and just Mutume just giving it to him oh, the really? whole time. Oh, oh really? man, Stanley's just like sweating in his seat, bro. Stanley Crouch wow. is like a real like a, uh, uh, hater of the year a couple years in a row at the player haters ball. Oh, for real? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, he's definitely that <laughs> guy. Silky and Johnson picking type. fights. And the weird thing was he's like best friends with Wynton Marsalis. Well, like, he was a great writer, too. So, yeah. So his angle, let me get this straight, though, was he was an out jazz dude when he self-proclaimed out jazz drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh... And he didn't like it when any of these people did anything 
that he thought was commercial, but he's talking like on the corner, N- not jazz enough, whatever that meant yeah. to him. Yeah. Like this ain't but, but, jazz. So, that was jazz. So the know? stuff that he's playing is jazz. Or that I, he I think th- he kind of stopped is, playing before. I think he had stopped playing before he his be, career. He be, he, of a writer, that was like that was kind of how he started, but then he moved into writing. He like became a writer. But, he, but he, I guess what I'm saying is he, he approves of avant-garde jazz music and more than stuff. he did. Uh, yeah, more than he did jazz that went towards commercial, so, right. so-called commercial Absolutely. music. Okay, yeah. And he, I mean, he has like, all critics have so a like, version yeah, of I don't like, know. I just, I that's just crazy. Like, I, I, I know some of that stuff after the 70s, after 1970. Like, I know on the corner was specifically trying to appeal, yeah, he to he, a purpose. younger crowd yeah. on purpose, but I feel I like think, you, well, go, I'm sorry. No, go. I was gonna say, like, in a silent way, and bitches brew or not, like, he was really hyped on the way Jimi Hendrix and James Brown and these other artists sounded, and you know, <laughs> it was like a new palette to him, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was a he was bored with jazz by the time he yeah. started getting. He was already checking out that kind of music by like sixty six, sixty seven. Which for for a jazz for jazz guys, they were trying to. There were people that were trying to ignore that. Like I Coltrane, think it's still, that's still true though. Yeah, that's true. You know, there's this uh, series, like a type of dudes that don't did not want the straight ahead stuff to get affected by the outside world. Yeah. And like should musicians that take the straight ahead really serious should be be allowed to play other stuff. That was definitely a thought process and it, at the time. And it's it made the music for some people. It though. still is and it made yeah. the music very very strange for a while. I mean, a yeah. lot of that stuff that I've listened to from like the Boogaloo years especially when like the soul jazz thing yeah. when like when dudes started having hits yeah. like Lee Morgan mm-hmm. and Jimmy Smith, they all Kenny started having hits on the radio and then like they st- all the other guys started doing that and then it's like that's where the divide started right there. Yeah. It's like after that, it's like if you're gonna play the backbeat, you know, you're you're selling out. Yeah. Like like Who's Elvin like, Jones is like he said in some shit, he was like, I'm never gonna play backbeat. And I was just like, man, I would love to fucking hear an Elvin Jones backbeat, bro. Yeah, well, what would that feel? Yeah. Dude, that shit would be wild. At the time though, it would seem like you were you were against the people. You're against the you're people. Against the people. You're like, against the people. Like these are these are not our people that y'all are going for now. Yeah, and like you're changing it up and you and you're playing for white people. That's yeah. what you're doing. Because you were at a you were now you're at a rock festival. Yeah. You know. And it's like it's like well Miles has already was hitting the top of the pay scale in the jazz world by 68, 67. Oh man. That's my fault. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a wild this is the ring that too. <laughs> horrible. Oh, I love that ring. Oh, it's like, uh, it sounds like Lord. UFO. Yeah. I, I thought the police were <laughs> I kind of thought it was like a like no. a smoke alarm. No, Weird that, smoke no, alarm for yeah. like, That yeah. sounds like that. Yeah, they, they both said they drive the car into the house. Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, I'm I'm 39. I can't police squad that at the beginning of that show. <laughs> um, is just the the, the light uh, the the police siren is going through different like oh yeah this like the beginning fucking... the beginning of a uh, naked gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Show police yeah. squad from the files of police squad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like that that kind of shit was happening a lot and Stanley became one of the most outspoken and uh you know, he put out also a lot of black nationalist uh type books and like writings and you know, this is the, obviously that shit was very uh, like, you know, heavy and new, brand new really in the 70s. Um so he was he was that kind of guy. He was very controversial. Um you know, him along with Winton would were the guys that wanted to become and became really gatekeepers, if you will, of jazz in the 80s, especially. Yeah. Um, it, be- it definitely became like a museum piece, 
type shit for a while. And then, you know, the lung, young lions came in and all that kind of shit. And then, you know, whatever. So, um, also, you should check out Quest Love Supreme. There's an amazing interview with Robert Glasper where uh, he, where Winton calls him up and uh, tells him that he shouldn't be messing, he shouldn't say anything about Lauren Hill. <laughs> that shit's fucking incredible. It's like, and, and Robert Glass was just like, I'm just amazed that when Marcellus knew who Lauren Hill was, you know? And I'm like, I was I was surprised too. I'm like, damn, you know, why, why would he even be, because he's so, like, controversial even talking about, like, fucking commercial music. Wow, I'm he, surprised that he would definitely, that he would make a phone call about something like that. He totally called him about that. And it's Pretty like, cool that he has his number. You can't, yeah, 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 that's true too. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be a scary phone call though. Yeah, it's like Winton calling you up and being like, "Yo, I saw, I saw what you did on social media. I saw what you said. <laughs> I saw what you said. Uh, that's not that's not gumbo. Um, that's not a, that's not a do- andouille sausage." Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sorry, that's look. I, that's why I think that how New Orleans people talk. They this they they just add food to everything they we, say. Uh, no, yes, we. Pl- I don't know about all that. What? <laughs> what? I didn't know about. I didn't know that's what you were doing. At all. <laughs> like, it's like that doesn't, that doesn't sound like uh, shrimp. You were doing a New Orleans man. Yeah. yeah wow, that was a horrible impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was yeah. One of those. that was. I mean, was that you? I mean, gave us flabbergasted. He's <laughs> <laughs> speechless. That's my hometown. <laughs> oh, you're from there? Yeah, that's where I was born. Yeah, you didn't know that. You don't, and also, you don't sound like, right. I'm just like, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to think. face. Doesn't communicate or disrespectful. Or I like, just don't know. My, you know. my whole thing is like, I don't even know where to start on the questioning of like, <laughs> you don't have this accent. I'm like, I'm like, Cajun, French, I was like, like what the hell? It's like, maybe, I thought he was. He make, just said the word shrimp, and he's like, I speak in New Orleans. And he said, I do andouille sausage. <laughs> he said, andouille sausage. Andouille sausage. He's like, that's how they speak down there. I was like, oh, Look, shit. Look, Indugu sausage. All right. I forgot, I forgot even what I was about to say. Listen. <laughs> oh, Matt, oh, up so ignorant. Yeah. So disrespectful. No, listen, my bad, man. We played I'm, a show. The brass band played a show with Dal, with um, Dalfeo's band. Oh, in, yeah. Uh, somewhere in the South. I don't remember where we were. In the South. Uh, yeah, and uh, he definitely brought up uh, Gumbo during his set for more than one time. There you go. That's all I'm saying. He definitely did. He talked I, about his mom's gumbo, and he talked about some other piece of New Orleans food in that set. He definitely did. The colloquialism may have been wrong, but the feeling and the, the intention... Stop trying to be right. <laughs> the intention felt good. Um, <laughs> the intention felt good. He meant, he <laughs> Can't nobody get that he off. He might have mentioned beignets or something like that. He yeah. definitely did. <laughs> um, so, anyways, but, uh, yeah, to Stanley Crouch, yeah, mad big ups, you know, uh, respect to his family, and... Um, you know, look, he either way, he was an interesting cat, too. I loved reading any of the shit that he had to say in, in downbeat or jazz times, even when it was, like, on some fucked up shit. Um, I felt like it was, I liked his writing because it was fun, even though... Yeah. And, you know, this is a world pre-social media. It's kind of the only taste of a social media in that way was in jazz times, you know, yeah. because they do like those, they would do those drop the needles and like people will be accidentally talking shit. Oh, the blindfold. You know, the blindfold stuff. And yeah, then, yeah. you know, and then Stanley Crouch has got something to say about how Miles' album is ruining X. It's Dude. just like, man, this is so bloggy. Dude, it's, the, it's so ahead of its time. The Miles, you know? please, anyone, make sure you look up any of the Miles Davis blindfolds because he is, he is amazing in those. Because, like, Ornette, he definitely will give some love to, but, like, some some of these motherfuckers just got it, like, from Miles. They would just be, he would just be like, now, see, now, this is some no-playing-ass shit right here. He, like, he would just flat-out say it in the shit. Like, he didn't give a fuck. Um, all right, so, uh, let's see, another one that I have here. Oh. Another one. Another Mad Another pickups. one. Cool in the Gang oh, co-founder. Ronald Bell. 
Um, I mean, look, this dude co-wrote some of the biggest hits of all time, including Celebration. Wow. You know. Um, God damn it. That Cool and the Gang are one of the most sampled groups of all time. Yeah. And I was Is that say, because of Summer Madness? Summer Madness. I mean, all of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, summer, a bunch of them. Uh, freaking, uh, so many Summer Madness What's them called? Hollywood Swingin'. Hollywood Swingin', Jungle oh, Boogie. Yeah. Jungle Boogie. Uh, I mean, like, the list goes on, but especially Summer Madness yeah. has been used. So it's like every section of Summer Madness has been sampled. <laughs> for a different song. Yeah. Like the middle, the out, like people just play the the synth part straight through yeah, on to, on the on their samples. They <laughs> had some they had some amazing joints. They're an amazing band. So good. Um they're uh I mean, I don't think there's enough that there can be enough to be said about Cool and the Gang, just the way that they wrote songs. Um I will say that I have like personal issues sometimes with Cool and the Gang, the I, fact I, that I how commercial that they got sometimes. I think I just can't stand Celebration. I just don't, don't really ever want to hear that song. And I feel ever the same again, way yeah. about Boogie Wonderland. This is a couple I love both those bands. I love Earth, Wind and Fire and I, I love Cool in the Game. I can't stand Boogie But Wonder I just Wonder can't stand I just don't like I hear you. The disco the disco era just really put some songs out there I just can't I can't get behind. I feel <laughs> you. I don't hate disco either. It's Me just neither. Like, Me neither. It's just like I, I, I feel like some of those bands like I, I, I felt like they should have just kept playing funk. Oh yeah. well, the the money where it went where it went, man. Yeah, you know? I know, I know. Yeah. I mean, there and was it was like, so easy to make disco. Yeah, you know, like, it's like album, album. Well, album. it's like making electronic music. You just keep, go, you just know, keep playing, just music, play a different yeah. song. And the thing was, is that yeah. some of the music, like they just called it disco later. Like some of these dudes were already doing funk type yeah. music, and it was four on the floor. Yeah, which they just turned that into disco. But really, disco was more of like the more robotic shit yeah. that were like it was like literally was the, they're using like tape loops that was the octave bass with the, the fucking bim, drum bim, 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 actual people. drum they're doing a lot of yeah. they're doing a lot of tape I mean this is early this is yeah. early primitive stuff like they're literally taping uh, like rhythm parts out of those organs and stuff like that, you know, like those rhythm rhythm machines like, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the arpeggios, yeah, and stuff. the melotron. They're tape, you know, they're taping that stuff. They're putting that stuff on a loop, and then they're getting a band to play over that and just like literally have metronomic changes and no, metronomic. Right. Every shit. single song yeah. was redone as a disco song. Every classical music hit. Yep. Yeah, every, they put a TV movie show, theme. put a rhythm, TV put a rhythm show. section under it. Yep. Basically, Broadway song, any song that was ever made had yeah. a disco. Remade just like when disco. you're in a, a, a club and you hear the, whatever song it is, only so the. Oh man, like uh, that. It's I got mean, the even, hero dance beat. Yep. Even that, yeah, even that kiss song. Um, I was made for love. Like no, that's I don't know just that song. a. You, that sounds cool though. That song when you is sang a good it, song. It like a whole other song. I, I I gave it some I gave it some flavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gave it some flavor in there. I was <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, there's a disco version of that. That's it is a disco song. Hey, we just made it. If there isn't one, yeah, 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 <laughs> well, with yeah. With that type of yeah, 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 yeah. I never heard the song before. Is the bass line? I've okay. heard that kiss pretty much, song. right? Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> but you add a. That is totally not Gene Simmons playing that either. No, no, he he can't. He, could, he can't play that. He couldn't even find, bro. <laughs> you seen with uh, the, 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 the Carol K. Carol K thing where she just fucking schools him. Bro, that, that shit is so sad, man. <laughs> that was really bad, that dude. That was so sad. He looked like he hadn't touched a bass in years, bro. He was like, he was just like, where do you put, where do you put like, the... Uh, so I put it like here. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. Is That's that not gene? bad. Mr. Gene. All right. It's not bad. All right, cool. Let's get some more of that. I'm going to work yeah, on my yeah. New Orleans. Um, but uh, let's get some more of this. Let's yeah, get some cool, more of this uh, Gene cool Simmons the, impression real quick, though. Oh no, that's that's all right. Uh, cool in the gang. Problem Kelly. No, cool. Uh, cool in the gang. Was pretty. I'm the fire starter. Toasted fire starter. He says baby. Also, I just wanted to mention. I'm Gene Simmons, baby. I hang out with Ron Jeremy, you stupid bastard. Wow, baby. All right. All right. Gene Simmons, baby. Please. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um. Also, uh, Ronald Bell, he also helped uh, with finding the Fugees. He found the Fugees, like, in 94 wow. and helped them with their debut album. Um, he, They also, if, if a lot of people didn't know, they, Cool and the Gang, they opened up for Van Halen on a lot of their tours. Wow. Like, that was that was a big thing. That was probably a sick tour, man. Cool and the Gang followed by Van Halen? Dude, I would love to see that. That was yeah. like... That was like <laughs> the, I want to see the whole show. That was some pretty dope shit, man. Yeah. Um, but they had some... They have some yeah. huge hits. That, yeah, that dude J.T. Taylor, that uh, that singer that sang on a lot of those hits and stuff. Yeah. that guy's like he's he's out here. He's out here. That, that dude is still like in fantastic shape and his Doing shows, shows and sounding great. His shows are like aerobic type shows. Yeah, uh, he played um, the the year that the brass band played Lockin. He played Lockin. Oh shit! Um, he played Lockin. He played Lockin doing doing some cool in the gang stuff and some of it. He's got some of his own stuff too. And he was he was dancing like the whole time, the right? The whole. The time. whole time he's got yeah. like a headset on, Jan, like Jan Jackson style, when all white, and it's just like just just crushing it with like two girls or whatever. He sounded great too. He really did. Yeah. I was like, man, this dude is. He's been touring for 40, 50 years. Yeah, <laughs> he's crushing it. He's crushing it. Um, but yeah, mad big ups to uh, Ronald Bell um, from Cool in the Gang. Um, I think that's it. I got I week. got one more. Mad big ups. Yeah. Mad big ups. She drop hard. Yeah, she does drop hard. Hit it, James. Mad big up. Put a cat on there. I'm sorry. Mad big ups to Mojo's. Which they're not actually Philadelphia style sandwiches. Richmond, Virginia. They're. I think they're. They're open through October. Actually. Yeah. I tried to order from there recently, and they were only open for five hours a day. Yeah, no. Four to ten. Yeah. It's hard to, to pay your, your rent with, uh, with that many hours a day. Yeah. They had, like, a lot of regulars that can't just hang out and get trashed all day every day. You know. Like their work. <laughs> I mean, you walk into Mojo's to pick up a sandwich at one in the afternoon, there would be a handful of people that were just wasted at the bar. That's, hey, that's how you keep the place that's open. That's how you keep the place open. That's how you keep yeah. that's, that's how some spots well, survive, they've got no, you know? They've got no out, outside place or anything. I, that was probably, I would say Mojo's might be one of the very first places I've ever gotten really, really messed up in, in when I first Absolutely. moved to Richmond. Absolutely. Because we were playing a lot of shows there. Yep. You know, Oregon Hill Funk All-Stars was playing shows that's in right. there. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, I think the past may have played a show in there. Payback played at least a show in there. I I was a guest, if you will, at those shows. Those were some of the first shows I drank beer at. You know, like mm-hmm. that. Like um, that's the first place I met Jeremy Simmons. Yep. Like met Dusty. Like a lot of the first a lot time of the I, Richmond guys. Yeah, first time Gordon. I ever took a double shot, just like which is a shot chased by another shot. Mm-hmm. That's still that's stupid. They were quite know? yeah. <laughs> that's one of those dumb <laughs> like quite you a few car bombs in there, I believe. Lots there's of those. Some, lots some of those car bombs that were happening in there. Um yeah, let's say one fifty uh, we talk about one fifty one. Is this the episode one fifty one? Ooh, this is episode one. Yeah. Oh. I would say Mojo's is where I had one fifty one for the first time and I uh, do not remember a lot of the rest of those shows. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like Jameson's in one fifty one. Jameson's one fifty one. That was like 
why are people drinking this? this I shit, feel great though. That shit tasted <laughs> so horrible. It tasted horrible. It burned. It burned, and and then we a party and sweat. That's the blackout <laughs> shot usually because yeah. that that shit is like so strong. Mm. Everyone in college is all about that. It's like we got one fifty one, man. I got it. I I I put a hole in a watermelon and filled it with one fifty one. We're oh just like God. what? Usually like, one fifty one coincides with throwing some shit out your window. All right, man. We got a couple trash trash cans. We're gonna <laughs> fill them up with Everclear and fill it up with. Fruit. It's <laughs> just like, what is about to happen tonight? Yeah, it's not about being young. wasted on fruit. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's one of those things. You trash cans of Everclear. That's one of those things. Those two, your parents try to instill in you. That's like, like, don't just drink just to get really fucked up. At least like what you're like, how some shit tastes. Yeah. And that doesn't make that shit doesn't make any sense when you're a kid. So I just want to get what's gonna get me fucked up the fastest. One fifty one. Gotta do it. It's in the name. Gotta do it. It's in the name. It's in the name. Uh, What's 151 stand for? Well, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. <laughs> well, your concept uh, when you just start out with that stuff of time is different because you're like, well, yeah, it'll get you drunk faster, but how long do you intend to stay at this place? Yeah. That's the, like, yeah. That's the, you're yeah, going to yeah, be yeah, there yeah. for 12 minutes. Then that's go the ahead and drink the 151. But Yeah, do you like, trust the people that you're going to... four hours. Young man yeah. stuff. Young man stuff. Drink some beer and a couple of shots. Yeah, like, no, it's one of those things. Slow too. down. We've all done like three-hour shows, like bar games, whatever. I'm like... You know, there's totally one thing like you taking a shot at the beginning. Yeah, I can take one, but I want to go too hard because I got to last all night. Yeah, yep. Yep. <laughs> that's the quote right that's there. That's maturity right there. That's maturity. There you go. And as soon as the show ends, you get to just go crazy. Mm. I definitely by that last set, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I see the finish line. I think you're gonna turn Def- things up a little right bit more. Right before the last set, <laughs> right? That's when the drinking yeah. starts happening. Really, is that that set break that's definitely too long between the second and the third set? Yeah. First of all, there shouldn't even be a third set, but even, we were we were doing so it anyway. Exactly. We were doing it anyway. Exactly. You know, it's just like we've been playing music in this building since nine o'clock. It is one <laughs> fifteen. You're 1:15. telling me I have to go play from one twenty? To one, two? Yeah, to two. <laughs> yeah. To one forty five. Yeah. One I was like, what? Can't we can't we all just we're the only people here drink and, and then, waste it. As soon as you're finished at one forty five, you get the fuck out. They, like they you get, can't drink super mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you pay your tab though. But I, you get the fuck out. I kinda <laughs> dude, I kind of I, I I think you might have heard about this. So like there was one I don't and I there was a bar, I'm not gonna say which one, but basically Is it uh, still open? No. Uh Kinda, but not, not, no, but the the, the place in them. I don't want to get in. Don't matter. Okay. But uh, secret bar. Yeah, secret bar, and um, something happened where like it was like it wasn't really packed. It was one of the it was a flavor show, and uh, I think we were. I was like, we got one more tune, and we played like a ten minute song, and we ended things at like one fifteen, one twenty. Mm. Now, um, then uh, the sound guy came up to me and was like, "Hey, uh, the bar says you know you have to go. You got to go to one forty five. And uh, still got 20 minutes to go. And I was like, and I'm like, I, I got there. I was drunk as shit. I grabbed the mic. I was like, <laughs> I was just start roasting this fucking bar. Like, they treat us like shit. They won't give us any food. And they <laughs> suck. And da-da-da-da, butterfly. I think one person grabbed me. I think she grabbed me and somebody else grabbed the mic for me. <laughs> and I was just yelling. I was like, these guys treat us like shit. And da-da-da, they don't even pay us enough. And da-da-da. Is this because he asked for the, the 20 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> I was, I lost my whole shit because it was like, <laughs> there was like not that many people there. I was like, what are we even doing this for, dude? This is bullshit. I just freaked out. <laughs> and it's, it's 100% true. It's so real. It's 100% true. I, like, I remember like, and, uh, Who were you yelling at exactly? Just the bartender? I Just think the, I was, the room? At the room. It was like the whole room I was talking to. 
And like, you know, funny, funny, funny backstory. So like I, we end up just like ending the show anyway. And I just like get so pissed off and just leave right away. And um, I hear later from one of the band members, like, did they, did, did the bartenders like overhear any of the shit I was saying about them in their bar? <laughs> and he was like, and my, uh, who, girl, I think it's Armando or Chris, just I'm like, totally like, like, yeah, we asked them about it. And they said they thought you were just yelling at everybody on stage. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the other day, the band. <laughs> all right. Holy oh. shit, man. Good times. That's funny shit, man. <laughs> so do you still play there? I mean, we can't play anywhere now. But okay, yeah, yeah. I've, I've played there many times since. Okay. But I don't, I, yeah, that's happened. Up. I've had some, uh, I definitely had some. Times, uh, <laughs> I know. I just had definitely had some times freaking out on stage. I remember, I, you were here for that. That one time, somebody like yelled "Freebird" at at a show, and I was like, "Who the fuck said that?" Who said it? Yeah, I was there. Who said it? I thought it was great, though. <laughs> and I like half the band was like cool, and then the other half was like, "Why does he do this shit all the time?" I thought it was. <laughs> I, I always wish I could I'm, kick that person out. That's yeah, what I really want. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm security. Whoever wanna... said that. To tell them to have a nice day. Yeah. That's what I was trying to do. Like, you should get the fuck out, bro. Yo, man. <laughs> Single, back in the day, Kelly, I've been all about that shit. Like, just real petty. Uh-huh. Just, like, point people out. Be like, fuck your bitch. Like, from the stage. <laughs> I mean, like, just yeah. right. Oh, I, I mean, that. they were just a guy used to call people with big panties mm-hmm. on back got, in the day. Probably got big panties on. I'd really get, people used to get really upset about that. They were that. upset about oh, it. Yeah. Being like yeah. It. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good time. All kinds didn't, of give, didn't give a shit. Double shots of tequila. Like playing. Just uh, martinis. It's like, why, why? Y'all were nasty. I didn't drink martinis. Y'all were gross. We were Y'all being, drinking martinis. We drink more than one martini. During the fucking show. <laughs> and then you guys are, that shit was all going through all your horns. Nah. <laughs> going into your body. I was like, dude. Smuggling it into uh, your body. I was like, dude, it's like, uh, we've been here. Nah. We've been playing since 10 o'clock. It's 1.15. Things are winding down. Yeah. You can go home early. Are you Gabe, still hot. Oh, my God. <laughs> still pissed. Still hot. Still pissed. And honestly, well, for, for real, though, uh, when we got there, I tried to order food, and they were like, it's too late to order food. Oh, man. So I was already heated from that. Yeah. I was already yeah, heated I from that. I hate that move. I was, hate, I was heated from that from this before I even started that. playing. Like, that's kind of part of your payment. Yeah, you aren't going to pay me that much. You should be able to do that, man. And then they're going to tell me i got to play 20 more minutes. That was the beginning. I of wasn't the, letting it slide. <laughs> that was the beginning of the end of that deal, like of people just like ho- like being holed into that fucking one forty five shit. Because then after a little bit after that, like I think people just started being like, "Fuck it." I, just, I started ending our shows at one fifteen, and that felt like they were making it seem like I was really I was really taking a stand. Oh, bro, you know, and yeah. I was like, it was one fifteen. I was like, bro. listen, this everybody, it's everyone's got to leave in the next twenty minutes. Can't you just put on the radio for like? And they're just like, oh, I guess. Well, it's not going to be that yeah. I everybody else gets a drink at the fucking night and I can't get shit because yeah. I have to fucking play till the like last the second. Last and thing. and all, all the bartenders are going to be shitty to me as soon as I walk <laughs> up for, for one drink. Even though I've been performing all night and, guess and what, getting people to drink. And guess what, man? You should the a band, especially if you are selling merch or just like are trying to yeah, be a you band. Need some time you to need do to that. you need to be able to talk to the to people before they leave. Seriously. You need to at least be like, Hey, thanks for coming to the show, you know, but I hate talking to people. Then I was like, people. you know what? We only doing we're doing one set now. 
I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, so much better. One long, we do one long ass set, and that's it. I hate talking to people yeah. all sweaty as shit. Like after we're done with the shit, like it's like I want a fucking second to be able to like do something, and then be able to go to the bar, and be able to go to the bar. Yeah, I want, I want all the things other people want too. Yeah, please. yeah, I, uh, I, it. I definitely, uh, I, I definitely mentioned during that freak out was like, I can't even get a fucking case of Diaz. They treat us like shit. I don't pay a shit. No, no, no. And then somebody yanked the thing. But uh, I know where you are. I know where you were now. <laughs> now I know where you were. <laughs> well, I, I that know. was one little, one I little contest. Especially, yeah. especially, I think it's the sound man coming up to you though. It happened to be the sound man. Like, why aren't you doing fucking sound right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you coming up to me and yeah. talking to me about what they want? Why aren't you doing the fuck? I, I I had a I, this same place. I had a freak out on a sound guy. I got him fired. <laughs> oh, oh man, no, dude, this dude, this dude was this, this dude was doped up, and he was falling asleep behind the board, and oh, like, yeah. shit. and like I was just like I was like behind. I was on yelling him from stage. Hey, <laughs> what the fuck's going on, dude? <laughs> Wake like, your motherfucking like, ass if, up! A, a, a packed, packed bar, <laughs> and just like, yeah. hey. <laughs> Do your fucking job, dude. And like, That's I don't know. The, that and is like, definitely always what is said. That is that is the that is the quote right there. <laughs> Do your fucking job, bro. Yeah, I, I was I was I've I've had I don't I I don't give a fuck. I, there's at some point I don't know when it happened. I just stopped giving a fuck when, when I'm on stage. Like I'm about to freak out, and everybody's gonna deal with it. <laughs> hey man, sometimes you do what you gotta do. Fuck it. Um, all right. What else does anyone want to talk about? Does what you got in any? there? What you got, Kelly? I mean, I Fearless have... this leader. Oh, man. Um, so, Bob Dylan... I feel like we, me and Gabe have been kind of killing it right now. Like, you're... You all right? I feel like we were kind of carrying the show, really. I feel Great. like James has been doing a good job with the with the, with the board, and, you know... Great. And you're, di- and you're just like... You guys are just doing... What else? Doing what, the... what else, losers? <laughs> 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 I mean, what, you what, what you got? for me. Why yeah. are you, like, scrolling through your phone, like, yeah. ah, so much heat. I got yeah. I don't know what should I give him. Ah, no, so no, no, no. I, I got, I got, I got something. Yeah, I just want you know. what I'm saying. You know, Did you hear about they're, they're a good times is trying to return? What do you mean? Like Take one the, of those here's, uh, here's reboot. The, here's the headline. <laughs> Wait for it because it's a it's a real these details. This is headline by itself. Uh. Good times returning as a Netflix cartoon, thanks to Steph Curry and Seth MacFarlane. Oh, Ooh, Seth MacFarlane! That that threw wow. me off. I was actually good. <laughs> I was actually about to start clapping until I heard Seth MacFarlane was involved. <laughs> okay. Seriously, I don't know if he should be a part of any black black things. Call it the culture. I'm sorry. Okay? I'm sorry. The culture. Call the culture. The culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. My let bad. me let me know. Let me tell Reg Bates how to refer to black people. My, the culture. <laughs> the culture. Whoa. Oh. Another. I don't. I don't I didn't read this uh, article. Good if he's just animating yeah, it and it not just... doing the content, I could read down. But if he's if he's responsible for making good times, I, I mean, don't I know. think <laughs> I think he's just gonna be a. Uh, he's gonna be JJ. He's gonna be. He's gonna. It's gonna be gonna him be... and Mike Henry are gonna do all the voices. No, they're gonna do. He just a, as a producer on there. He just, <laughs> he just throwing some money on it in his name. So I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna give that a classic wait doing, and see. Do you know if they're doing storylines or or the the same arc of. You know, is it exactly this? Well, like, yeah, to what extent? Like, a, is, is it, it a remake of old? Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll read. I'll read some of the article. I haven't read, uh, it, so I just so always read. You just to thought you. you'd bring up the the title Fuck of an article. You! Saw. <laughs> yeah, Kelly, I'm, go I'm ahead. Tell you a ton of, <laughs> title of an article. No, no, I didn't read it or anything. Right, no, I, I yeah, I do, I do it all the time, actually. Yeah, uh, I want to hear more. 
I want, I want Janet Jackson to be in it. Oh, uh, the original Good Time started as a serious-minded comedy about a poor black family living in a Chicago housing project modeled by Gabrini Green Homes. The mm-hmm. mod spinoff, which was, see, I didn't know that, itself all, all, in, all in the family spinoff, uh, starred, uh, Esther, okay, there, this is a bunch of shit. It's not about the new show, no, it's just no. about the old show. Uh, it says, um, like, uh, I don't want to leave those early episodes of Good Time, still hold much of their power today. If you were raised on the sitcoms of the 80s, 90s, and 2000s shows that rarely ever dealt with serious issues outside of uh, modeling, self-important, very special episodes of candor and seriousness of leader sitcoms can be jarring. And with animation often able to pull off more trenchant satire and commentary than live action. So I think that, I don't know. So I, I love the idea. I love this idea. I'm worried about Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> but... I love this idea. I love th- this is a to me a much more interesting way to do a reboot. Well, they got Steph Curry on there, so I don't know what Steph Curry has to do with this. Is he know. just got his money behind <laughs> it. Yeah, why is Steph Curry? About? I don't know. Yeah, there's just one part of our goal. Also, again, is he a voice actor if, now. If you missed it, Steph Curry, the three point king, is producing this show. Okay, his money, his with, money with the American Dad guy. His and almost a hundred year old living legend, Norman Lear. His wife is Norman Lear. Norman Lear still alive? Was, yeah. Oh, if Norman Lear is involved, I'm I'm very ha- yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, he's a creator. I'm happy. It's the weirdest group produ- of group of producers you'll ever see. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's in the press statement. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Is, is, pay, it, is, pay is it magazine. really though? Just, is it really? I, though? They need uh, Samuel Jackson or Morgan Freeman just to stop by and check on them every once in a while. Say, hey, what y'all doing here? Okay. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Somebody, why is Steph Curry the fucking like? Yeah, yeah I, know, I, I got no problem with producer. that because he he throwing his money in the in the ring. Like to me, I feel like that's as as good of a a, a, a bet as stocks, right? You say okay. you're a rich person, yeah. even though they say invest your money, and you go like, oh, I should put it in the stock market like everyone else does, or how about I make a bet on a Seth MacFarlane show? You know, put give him a bunch of money and let's make Same a deal. Same amount of risk. Like, yes, well, I mean, risk. I feel like I'm into it. You know? Hopefully, I, do these guys know about keeping their head above water, making the way if they can. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't understand that. That's the um. He was just the lyrics of the good time okay. right, theme thank song. You. Thank that you. He was, oh, that was uh, that's the what he part. Was doing. Yeah. Do oh. they know about that? Keeping your head keeping above water, making the way Temporary layoffs, good times, even in the cripples, good times. Stretching and surviving, good times. Thinking in the child now, good times. Ain't we lucky we got them? Good times. Oh, James. Wow. Dynamite. So, great. Yeah, so uh, we'll wait and see on that. Cool. I, I'm glad I got to say that part. Temporary layoffs. Good time. <laughs> Is it credit ripoff? <laughs> Stretching uh, and surviving. Oh, lasting and surviving. Florida news. Know. Do we have Florida news? Um, can't he can't tell. He's Other got than so the much. NBA, no, I don't know. We don't have Florida oh, news. Okay. Um, what about this? Have you heard? <laughs> have you heard about this? Uh, this, like this uh, Florida. They're trying to uh, uh, boycott for Netflix right now. Did you hear about this? Yeah, we actually talked oh. about this um, uh, six months, ag- like months and months ago. But there's the, a there's a specific reason right now. The uh, show Cuties. No, the show Cuties. Yeah, yeah we talked about this because remember uh, there was a way back when, I feel like in March or something, the poster for that show dropped. 
And everyone's oh. like, what is this? These little girls putting they're in some sort of ballet show? This too, looks too sexy on the cover. Uh-huh. We were just like, wow, that's crazy that so many people are angry at a show that hasn't come out yet. And now yeah. the show is about to come out. Yeah. And yeah. it's, the, and it's the, from the other angle of like, this is terrible. You know, then some people are like, we heard this show was anti- it, it's about the the um well, yeah, the plight of it. Yeah, nobody's no, even about, seen it yet. Nobody's seen it. It's yeah. about like the secular. I think it's out now. I'm pretty now sure it is. It, it's it out is. now. It's officially out. But uh, yeah, no, it's basically it's about uh just the sexualization of women from an early age, which I is a real issue. Mm-hmm, and the, the and the the and the show or the movie or whatever is made to kind of just call that out and right. just like, bring it. You know, and everybody knows about it. But you know, essentially that's what it's like. But a lot of people are like, "This is like this is this is this is porn for, ped- for pedophiles, pretty much." Yeah, yeah, but I think that they that they find their they've been going to jail and finding their own shit this whole time. <laughs> like, it's yeah. no way to stop what people are going and to look a, at. And it was you know, and it was like, a. By <laughs> the way, this was a French film originally. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, that makes a lot of and sense. It, and it, and it made and in in France the 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 cassette age keeps going down anyway. Yeah, so yeah, they don't, <laughs> so they don't give nasty, shit over there. Nasty over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, but it won, it won, it won like some awards and shit like that. And so they made an American version, and that's what uh, and when it, that's how it got to America and everything. I mean, uh, a, a a foreign film to Americans, like you know, that's a hard sell all, all, already. But, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they but they remade it to an American version, and yeah, that that thing came out, and it's like, I haven't watched it. I don't have any desire not, to watch, not going it. To watch it. I don't either. Because I don't. I don't want to go in. I don't want to go into. I, it's already. It's frustrating. It's ruined. Going, it's, yeah. ruined. it's tainted. It's ruined. <laughs> it's just like. Yeah. But it's just like. Yeah. I. I, I don't want to go into watching a movie and like first like <laughs> just trying to figure out is this ped is this pedophilia I don't. It's weird. I felt weird. Look, I felt weird watching Euphoria. And Too those, much. Those and those yeah. kids were actually adults playing kids, but. Too much. It was a little much for me. Yeah, I, I was the, like, I felt the same way. And these are like ten-year-old girls. I feel yeah, like uh, for a, I feel like always that um, young beauty pageants have always felt weird to everybody. Yeah, I, I, you know Nancy what I mean. Grace used to call them. <laughs> I ate Nancy Grace, but she had she used to call them prostatots. Oh yeah, like, that's right. Like that's what she called them. Like you know, she's the original T Bird with like nicknaming things. Dude, I, I know. <laughs> oh my god, she, oh, she used I hate to always her so do that. Much. Yeah, wow. she's like uh, these. They turn their daughters into prostitutes <laughs> and parade them in front of parade pedophiles and pornographers. Oh, I'm Nancy Drew. <laughs> this is my show. I was a lawyer. Nancy Drew. <laughs> Nancy, Nancy Drew. Nancy Grace. Yeah. It's, oh man. Nancy Grace. Uh, I'm not watching it because I don't care. Yeah, I don't want to. But, see uh, that. but I'm not. But also, I'm not canceling my Netflix subscription. That's ridiculous. No, that's no. ridiculous. There's so many movies that I wouldn't watch. That's yeah. just yeah, one of them. That's, yeah. There's <laughs> just like a million movies yeah. in there I'm not, that I'm not yeah. watching. <laughs> yeah. I'm enjoying Fear City right now. I'm not going to cancel shit. <laughs> Seriously, no. though, it's just and like it, a, it's kind of and the the I. I I, I kind of wonder on Netflix's part, like, how does this get through so many avenues to eventually <laughs> get in front of people? They had to have noticed something. Like, this might be kind of, just the poster itself. They're like, this might be kind of weird. I mean, you know. vir- I think it's viral marketing. I feel like, yeah. it, and it always was. I feel like they made that poster a certain amount of outrageable to drum up all this fire. And then months and months later, here comes the show, and and they're like, listen. This show was anti. You know, they were like coming at it from a virtual, a virtuous angle, right? Yeah. This that, is bringing that, awareness. It's yeah, it's you know? that, but it's also like one of those things. Like I'm aware of 
pedophilia. I think they did. I think <laughs> I think it was viral marketing. I think so many of these so-called outrage things is like, all right, we're about to, instead of paying the radio station to talk about our single, I'm gonna pay a bunch of bots to say that they hate this thing, you know, and they're already outraged about a movie they've never seen, right? Yeah. And like I think they, I think they just did that, and then they can be all of the shit can be a debate. You know, it's all about the debate. Yeah, How long have people talked about it? I mean, know? it's kind of like one of those things like, yo, is this uh, is this taking, is, is this coming for a virtuous place? Is it is it too much? Because it's kind of like, some, even in some some cases, like, people will be like, yo, like, uh, seeing a, a really racist scene or mm-hmm. seeing a really gay it scene, yeah. it's too much. But, like, or, like, you know, being, like, seeing, a, a, a you know, somebody get beat up by some bullies or whatever yeah. for whatever unholy, unholy reason. And it's always, like, that brings awareness to it, and there's only—I mean, you know—there's probably a lot of like, uh, uh, like people who are like uncomfortable with like seeing, you know, either like a rape scene or yeah. a, or a racist scene. But they're like, we made these scenes to bring awareness that this shit actually happens. Right. And I think they're trying to do the same thing with this, mm-hmm. but they just really just swung and missed with the marketing, or maybe they did it exactly uh, yeah. correct. No, it, was it was all about the fire. It was all about the. It's all about the outrage. These. It's all about outrage. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it was on purpose. I feel um I remember I think it was the it the the it second the second of the it movies that just came out yeah, part two has like a just like a gay bashing scene at the beginning and then it just never oh, comes back. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And everyone's just like, "Why did this even happen?" You know, and it's the same. There's always a um a debate about whether horrible things should be in movies and what purpose you believe they serve what purpose well, and like what yeah. moral high like the, part, does a movie have a moral high I mean it's just like it, if it's if it's part of telling the story right. then it shouldn't even be an issue it shouldn't be but doesn't feel does who gets to decide whether or not it was so important to the story right the artist yeah the artist and then like that's always the debate like should certain yeah. they go like man look at all these jason movies all he does is stab people we should we shouldn't have should we have movies with people getting stabbed all the time you know there's always a debate or about the thing like, yeah. like what back art should the, or shouldn't exist like back in the day like when the godfather was made even though that's a fucking cool movie like the director and Glorified writer was it. like was like this is about telling you about how dangerous and horrible this lifestyle is, but he just made him look cool. But they just look super cool. And the same thing with like, oh no, the either like what they thought was going to happen with rap music or with playing Doom or whatever, whatever. the fuck. Yeah. How is this going to influence the youth? Do they understand it? You know, <coughs> or or at this point, does anybody? I mean, excuse me. I would say um, so many artists deal with that. I mean, Rick James was like, he had no idea. He thought Super Freak was a, a silly. He was kidding. When he made Super Freak. Right. And it's just like, he couldn't believe which ones of his songs took off. Right. Yeah. You know, he's like, I made a whole bunch of albums. Yeah. And these are the six songs that took off. And like, I had no say in that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like art. You never know. You never know you really which, wh- what people are going to latch on to. Mm-hmm. He's like, we we made a public service announcement. Everyone's like, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. The mobs, they just never stopped making mob movies after that. Nope. Even before that, they was making mad mob movies. Dude, it's it's. I it, mean, look. I mean, shit. even like you know, either was menace to society or mm. boys in the hood. Or it's glorifying like violence. They're like, no, we're bringing awareness to the. Yeah, violence. so it's just yeah. it, it's a it's like you gotta kind of just weigh it out as a person and just watch it. Know. You shouldn't be trying to pull your personal moral identity off of any movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not up to whoever yeah, totally. made a movie but like, but to I, make but, you feel okay all the time. But personally, yeah. I just don't. I have no desire to see no. a, a movie about ten year olds going to twerk competition. Definitely not. It sounds <laughs> no. so horrible. It's, <laughs> it's kind of the reason why I had only had TikTok for one day. 
I had TikTok on my phone for a day, and I was like, oh, it's just mad kids dancing. I have no yeah. desire to see this. Yeah, no. It's like, I'm definitely not about to dance with them. No. <laughs> add on to the dance. Oh, dances. no, I should be dancing on my phone. Nah. Shit. So, um, Are y'all going to watch this um, this fight that's going to happen, I think, near Thanksgiving now? But, you know, Mike Tyson's coming back, and he's doing Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones yeah. Jr. Of course, I'll, I'm gonna yeah, watch. watch. I would that. watch anything. I watch most Mike Tyson related content, personally. Yeah, uh, yeah. Seeing Mike Tyson fight again, I would love to see it. They, I know that they. It's a weird hybrid version of a boxing match. Yeah. Which they're not somehow not allowed to knock each other out. I have no idea how that works. How are you gonna tell Mike Tyson uh, not to punch so hard? Like well, I have no idea what, the, what they're know, gonna man. do. <laughs> yeah, aren't they wearing yeah. headgear? Well, I don't know about that either. Because I know it was supposed to be sooner, and Roy Jones, they pushed it back. They pushed it back. Because I think he was probably like, you know what? I should probably train a little bit more yeah. after seeing those videos of Mike Tyson looking like an animal right now. Well, they Right said, now, he looks amazing. They said that they wanted to uh, make it a, a bigger audience, and okay. uh, so now it's going to be officially um, around Thanksgiving. I think November 28th. And uh, people be yeah, at home. Yeah, and now he's saying, you know, you know, now Isn't Roy it? Jones is saying, he's like, uh, he said he might have made a mistake agreeing to do this. Uh, but yeah. I'm like, hey, so, man, yeah, I, I think, I, th- I mean, he's been still fighting, you know, so I don't know. This could be really interesting. I think really Mike Tyson matchup. is so much bigger than Roy Jones, too, right? Uh, I don't know if they, I don't think they Mike have this. Mike Tyson's a here. legend. Roy Jones was is also a boxing legend, but Mike Tyson right. is like a, everybody knows a Mike Tyson yeah. type yeah. legend. They're around, uh, he's a little bit younger than Tyson, and actually, um, yeah, he's, yeah, he is a little bit smaller. Like 40, 50, by 40 or 50 pounds, he says. Son, 40 pounds? So that's, that's, that's a lot of pounds. That's a lot of pounds, yeah. <laughs> so that could be, it mm. could be, it, this might not be long, this one. Yeah. Well, uh, and and Mike Tyson looks amazing he looks right like now. He by the way, he could be a professional boxer. He's been he's Again. he stopped smoking weed, you know, which Did I think he? is oh, yeah just for the fight for the fight. Yeah, he's been he's been training. You know, so he's he, gonna be so pent up with anger and aggression by the time the fight starts. Yeah, because he's been off weed. Yeah, oh he's on God. um he's he was on. Roy um, Jones is about to get murdered. <laughs> he was on Rogan uh like a month ago or something talking about it and uh, I'm off like, the weed for the fight. Yeah, you know he looks you could you could tell. I'm gonna have so much pent up aggression. You can tell. Yeah, <laughs> eat his children. So much pent up aggression. I mean, have we we haven't seen him fight in a match since he used to be crazy. Oh five, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh five, yeah. fight in the last fight, I think. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, mentally, years. like, so he may not just murder the dude, you know. Not as on purpose. Far, not on purpose, you know what I mean? Like, he may <laughs> yeah. have Bite his much neck. more restraint and control <laughs> yeah. now, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know the thing what's is, what's happened to him. Even in the old fights, though, like, it, even though he would, like, maul some of these dudes, he would totally, right after he would knock them out, he would go hug, hug them. Like, even in the, the 80s ones. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of them. They you if you if you check it out, he actually goes and hugs a lot of those guys that he knocked the fuck out. I mean, he respects <laughs> like he respects uh, fighters. He he respects yeah. them. He yeah. he respects them. You know for sure. And I, I think that he respects Roy Jones. So that's why I don't think he's gonna like. I mean, actually, no, he could just straight murder him. Mike Tyson. I mean, on his podcast, the episodes that are good are ones ones that he's just talking. Yeah, and he is like an encyclopedia of boxing history. He knows all the box old yep. boxers and their records and who their manager was and like yeah. who they fought. I was amazed by it. I was like, man, he knows so much about this. Yeah, he's he's a student of the of yeah. the game. I think people sure. kind of look at him and think he's just like some meathead that just had amazing talent and whatever. But like, 
he studied. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. No, and 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 no, I mean, especially back in the day, I think man, maybe his first couple years before he kind of started making a lot of money, he was still like that student of Customato. I feel like he was a legit superhero until he got into trouble, but he still was a superhero to me. He's no, he he did his time and came back. Yeah, I feel like he 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 really is uh, has superhuman powers. (sighs) Yeah, Uh, he nobody like him. And nobody thought he was going to bring him back. He's going. He's bringing him back for this one fight, you know. And uh, I mean, look. At first, I was like, I don't know, but he I'm looks still great. like, I don't know. He looks great, man. Roy, I'm Jones. worried about Roy Jones. Roy Jones, I don't know. I'm worried but, about him. But like, they're giving him more time. So well, take um, your time, son. Yeah, take your time for real, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, so um, the Richmond Folk Festival is going viral this year. What does um, that mean? What do you mean going viral? Yeah, what is that? Oh, you mean, I mean is that the, is that the headline? So I was going to ask you because you don't like. Well, no, what does that mean? You mean so that means that all of the of the acts. You mean virtual? You said viral. Viral I'm sorry. doesn't make virtual. sense. Virtual. Yeah, I meant, you I meant, meant virtual. I meant virtu- wow. I meant, yeah. I meant virtual. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I was no. like, what are you talking about? Jeez. Okay. No. I got. Right. I heard what you're saying. Relax. You meant okay. virtual. I mean, listen. If you take out two letters no, out of virtual, it would be viral. I see how it happened. It would be viral. It would. But they're, so they're doing all virtual um, yeah. performances. Yes, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's cool. So tell, can you tell us more about it? Since you're like, you said you know more about. Well, I mean, all of those meetings and things. Uh, right when uh, the pandemic hit, it was like kind of kind of came put things to a kibosh. I wasn't at the one the meetings that happened like right before it because mm. they don't happen super often. Okay. But there's an email thread. But I just know that they're filming them. I know they filmed a couple at Space Mom. I saw some pictures of it, um, and. Maybe they're getting people to film them in their hometown, you know, kind of how they're doing all of these, like, you know, the Tiny Desk concert is just people filming them some sort of way at home and then sending mm-hmm. them in. I've been loving so that's, those. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I think some some of those, those are kind of hit or miss. It kind of reminds me of watching Twitch a little bit, you know. Uh, how do you mean? Uh, watching watching how they go from performance to performance? Or just... um. How they sound, I guess. Okay. You know, I see what you mean. Like they sound kind of weird to me, but it's cool. I feel like depending on the artists. Yeah, I feel like they've been getting a lot better. The folk festival always has amazing sounds, so I'm sure these are going to be great. I'm sure it's going to yeah. be top notch. You know, Vitron Richmond does a great job at this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, because just think about running the folk festival and like there's how many sound crews there are. Yeah. You know, and how many acts of wildly different sound. They have wildly different sound yeah. problems to, 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 to solve per set. Yeah. They, they do very well with dude, that it's stuff like a, at the Folk Fest. Dude, it goes mm-hmm. from like a blue a full bluegrass band with the keys and everything else to like a, to, duo. To like a duo of like a, t- a drum that is open that won't stop ringing yeah. and like a two people <laughs> yeah. singing and like a and like, it's very quiet and like a you know a tambourine thing that's got a, a clip on mic on it yeah. it's just like mm-hmm. this is wildly different than the kind of sound they were doing a second yeah. ago yeah it's like oh this group is just um, a mandolin player one violin and 13 tambourines it was like yeah. what <laughs> and it sounds great like it always sounds great and like the next band is trouble funk yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do a whole, have to do a whole like rock band setup now <laughs> yeah so the, they do such great a great job with the sound and, and the production. So that I, I have faith that this is going to be great. You know, um, I'm looking for the date of it. And this this is an RVA Mag article, but um, it's mostly talking about it's mostly Stephen Lecky talking about um, how they're how they're just doing things differently and um, um, uh, you know just uh, 
they've been doing a lot of just different ways of uh, of the folk festival, and this is like just one of their new ways this year with a virtual festival. So I hope that goes well and everything. And shout out to Stephen Lecky. I saw him at the pool a couple weeks ago. He's yeah, a good shout dude. Out to him. Good dude. Um, what else you guys got? What else y'all got? <laughs> Here, Here we, we go, go again. again. Yeah, Here, drop yeah. for that. You need to drop for that. What else you guys got? I mean, for real. I, I, I mean, other than uh, because I found out that the Prince Super Deluxe thing that's uh, coming out, Sign of the Times, actually comes out next Friday. So I'm a little bummed about that. I thought that was gonna be this Friday, but next Friday, September 25th, that will be uh, coming out. So I'm very excited about that. That's gonna be cool. Um, also, make sure that you guys check out. Our brand new single that we just put out a couple weeks yeah. ago, yeah, The Day man. the Nationalist came. Great music. Check out our music. And we're working on some more music. We're just going to, I think, slowly just keep giving music to people. I think it's great. You know, uh, we're just dropping yeah. some songs here and there. Like, the next one is really cool. And we're all working on all kinds of music. So we'll be Very looking exciting. out for, for, for all kinds of new stuff. Trash Tech, we're going to start dropping our little, our, our little TV show, Me, James, and Tyler. Um, oh, yeah, probably man. this week. Uh, let's just let's say yeah, we, let's say this we week. have all the stuff. To yeah, do it, it's so. Friday. You know, we'll 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 drop it this weekend. The first one, which is our, a love letter to a, one of our favorite pieces of junk food, the Neapolitan ice cream sandwich. So mm. you guys should tune into that. So good, so good. Awesome. Well, I think that's it for this week, y'all. We appreciate everyone for listening. Um, check us out everywhere: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Bandcamp, all the things. Also, James Torres just put out a dope playlist that was on. Featuring oh yeah. Yes, yeah, that was, that was yeah. fun to go back and do that. That's yeah, pretty cool. I put cool. it on. I put it on in the headphones when I was uh, lifting some weights. So I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I feel aggressive." Yeah, that was that was uh, mad aggressive. All yeah. that music was like a, a lot of high school and yeah. stuff. Yeah, we um, that's um, also on our page as well on Instagram. So make sure you check that out. Um, so we appreciate everyone for listening. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you again next week with the Hustle Hey! 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 Hey!